and welcome to the Living With Long Covid podcast. My name is Julie, I am a nurse in the UK and I have been living with Long Covid since 2020. I created this podcast over a year ago now to try and offer support to other people living with the condition. It can be a really lonely journey. This is not a medical podcast, um, however we do cover many, many topics. But the disclaimer is, if you do need any medical uh, treatment or intervention, please do contact a medical provider. Thank you all so much for listening for the last year. I hope you continue to enjoy the podcast and continue to join me. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Um, So this is around... um, the feeling able to talk about anxiety and depression without fear um, of gaslighting when you have a long-term condition and kind of tapping into the autonomic nervous system. So it is a topic that I feel really passionate about for several reasons. Um, But firstly, it is um, never just anxiety or and just depression it should not be discarded as just a mental health concern as i've said so many times before mental health is so important and should be addressed appropriately uh, not minimized or made taboo like it has been over the years um i talk often about equilibrium Um, And as humans, we need a good balance of physical health, emotional and mental health to achieve our optimum optimum health and well-being uh, within our lives. So prior to having long COVID and POTS, I have felt anxiety. Um, Don't get me wrong, but nothing like I have experienced during the course of my long COVID uh, POTS journey. Living with chronic conditions is a challenge. Um, You know, I've I've talked about that many times. Anxiety and depression are triggered for many reasons in a person's life and through the course um, of their journey, you know, that can be the loss of a job, a relationship, grief through death of a loved one, uh, chronic illness or disability. Um, Of course, and you know, many, many more reasons people can experience these long or short term, intermittent even, um, throughout the lives um, of anxiety and depression sort of episodes, if that's what you want to call them. But those things can be triggered um, not only because of um, the things that I've I've obviously spoken about, um, it can be for various other reasons as well and we we need to consider those kind of um, mechanical if you like um, triggers uh, which can be the um, the autonomic nervous system so we're thinking about that kind of dysfunction of that autonomic nervous system if you think about the control of the nervous system we have a parasympathetic nervous system which many people will know as our fight or flight response and this releases um, adrenaline as a response um, when we feel um, scared, basically. Um, and, and other emotions, it can be excitement, it can be joy, it can be other things. And it's not, you know, it's not just adrenaline. I'm making this quite simple. It is obviously more complex. But then we have the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest element of the um 
autonomic nervous system. And that response is where obviously the body will do its healing and recharging. So being in a state of anxiety and depression indicates, um, or can indicate, um, that you are stuck in the sympathetic nervous response. So that constant you know, release of adrenaline, um, it can give many symptoms that are really challenging to live with. Um, but it is key to note that the autonomic nervous system controls and regulates our autonomic systems okay so if we think about and this is why i said there's multiple sim symptoms you can experience um we you know we the autonomic nervous system um controls the heart rate breathing pattern temperature controls blood pressure and digestion um that sleep response so m many other things as well um we talk about like the the bladder and bowel uh, control so if you think about many of your long COVID symptoms, you will see how they can relate to the autonomic nervous system, any deficits that you might have. And it, you know, it is suggested that COVID causes the altered immune response in the cells of our body, which then triggers the dysregulation of the autonomic nervous system. Okay, so the sympathetic nervous system responds to fear, as I said, stress or panic, and triggers um, a fight or flight response. But obviously, I've also said it can be extreme, you know, joy or excitement, you know, those kind of things can also trigger that response. So the symptoms of this response include uh, an increased heart rate, it can be agitation, increased sweating, anxiety, uh, it can be palpitations and dizziness, which, you know, this process and symptoms in mind, if you consider the dysregulation of the autonomic nervous system, many people with long COVID, POTS, uh, dysautonomia, all the long-term conditions um, that affect that dysregulation of the autonomic nervous system can be stuck in a state um of well it can be in a state of stuck is what I meant to say but it came out the wrong way around <laughs> um so they can be stuck in the sympathetic nervous response the fight or flight which can cause an increase of anxiety can cause an increase of depression um and this dysregulation can often be um overlooked with many of us experiencing uh unfortunately gaslighting um, of our own long COVID and symptom overlap. So, which, you know, it, it, it can basically be put down to you are you just anxious or depressed, which is what I said at the beginning about the just anxious or depressed. Um, and, and people have been told, myself included, you know, stimulate yourself with happy thoughts, um, do some exercise and, you know, You'll, you'll be you'll feel a lot better um improve your diet you know different bits and bobs like that and 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 as any of you guys know that do listen to the podcast on a regular basis i do think um that therapies are very very important and i do think symptom management is very very important um however I found that when this is the approach and the only approach that's taken um, by a medical professional or once you know help has been sought and it's you're anxious and depressed, 
it makes people with long-term conditions such as long covid of course but reluctant or even scared to talk about any feelings of anxiety or any feelings of depression within their journey um for fear that the, the that kind of the illness will be psychologized basically um and you know things will be noted as anxiety and depression and that will be kind of the end of any sort of um, support or medical input that might have been sought so that kind of shuts things down straight away and in terms of like I said being able to to open up and say look you know this is how I'm feeling Um, I, I, I feel really anxious all the time I feel wired I'm not sleeping um, or I'm, I'm finding it difficult to eat. Um, I'm finding my digestive system is affected. I have tachycardia, you know, my heart rate's going crazy. Um, I feel dizzy, etc. And when I say those symptoms, obviously many of you will kind of like um, understand the, the, the overlap um, that occurs in terms of uh, other long COVID symptoms and obviously other symptoms of, of POTS or other um, associated conditions um, an individual might have due to the the long COVID. Um, so yeah, so when you know people feel dismissed um, and what have you, it's it's like I said, it shuts that down. And I'll go back to my earlier point: anxiety and depression regardless of the source of its manifestation should never ever ever just be dismissed as just a mental health problem because you know at the end of the day that is so unhelpful it is belittling and it is wrong to not see the whole person their struggles and not to offer any appropriate treatment and support and therapies um mental health is very very important and i cannot stress that enough so it doesn't matter what the source of that is from it shouldn't be belittled um you know and and again i this is this is something that many people who are listening may relate to having that anxiety and depression not feeling able to talk about it um for fear that literally that there will be no medical intervention medical support it will become um a therapeutic practice that is not going to actually help the dysregulation uh, that's not going to help that symptom control and you know many people have either an increase in anxiety a new onset of anxiety as a byproduct of the autonomic nervous system dysregulation which goes you know along with uh psychological long-term conditions either way it should be addressed and supported in appropriate measures so i know many people um as i said you know won't experience those things they maybe don't have that dysregulation we know there's over 200 symptoms of long covid um many symptoms across the board for post-viral conditions um so it's not something that does affect everybody but when it is a factor when it is affecting a person's everyday life and making things much harder um 
to to manage, to cope with, to understand, to regulate, um, then it becomes in a spiral, and that can definitely, you know, go ahead and like f- affect the um, the symptom management cause an increase cause an increase of what may become crashes and relapses and going into that cycle um of of not being able to kind of like as i said deal with what's happening within the body as well and not understanding why it's happening as i mentioned before as well sleep can be a real challenge because obviously when we sleep we go into the parasympathetic um, nervous uh, system and we're in there because that is the rest and digest as I explained and the body does its, the most of its healing in that time frame so that is when we're sleeping the melatonin will have been released we go off into sleep and you know our bodies do what they need to do because it's a fine piece of equipment but when there is that dysregulation and you're in the sympathetic nervous drive, it's there is no rest and digest. So that healing's not taking place. Everything is not um, sort of replenishing and working as effectively as it could do. Um, in so many it is very, very challenging. And it doesn't mean somebody's not getting any sleep at all either. It's that quality of sleep. So it can be that finding it very you know, difficult because of the brain being wired of actually being able to go to sleep in the first instance but then actually staying asleep is a challenge as well and many of you guys might want to take note that if you do have a look uh, if you have a, 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 a watch that monitors your sleep um, or any, any system like that that might be varying but if you if you look on your app associated with the watch and look at the sleep um, you know at angle and you look at how you have slept it might be that you see lots of breaks in the sleep but you wasn't actually aware that you woke up because it doesn't become full-on subconscious waking but you feel extremely unrefreshed because it's not refreshing sleep um very light sleep generally as well not that good quality deep sleep and i know again i talk about this and many of you can relate because it's also a symptom of uh, long COVID but again that that's all interlinked isn't it so those overlaps are important anyway and treating those symptoms is important as well and trying to support the uh, autonomic nervous system to to settle um, is, is again it's really really important but it's like I said it's being able to talk about that anxiety being able to talk about that depression and, and if it's not related to a dysregulation in the autonomic nervous system as i've said before this condition is so life-changing this affects so many parts of our lives they would not be unreasonable to feel extremely low in mood or extremely anxious and concerned about reinfection or concerned about how how work's going to be if you're going to be able to work um, you know whether symptoms are going to continue whether they're going to get better you know it, it's it, it's not it wouldn't be unusual for somebody to feel really low in mood because they can't do things that they used to do before and enjoyed you know that's a natural thing isn't it to feel that way and it shouldn't be just like I said dismissed it should be looked at appropriately 
Now, the reason I'm defining the both as well is obviously um, symptom management can be very, very similar um, in terms of what can help um, with those low feelings or with anxiety. However, that's got to be considered very carefully as well because one of the things that is good for anxiety um, and depression, as we know, is um, basically releasing the feel-good hormones, which can be exercise. So then when you think about actually, if you were given that, you know, please exercise from a a healthcare professional, it might be that you have, um, you know, the PEM, um, post-exertional menace, which would then be um, not appropriate at all for going... um, straight into sort of exercise and and, and going for it in that way that's going to cause all the symptoms other concerns um, which are no good will cause an exacerbation cause crashes can cause relapses even so this is why it's all got to be approached in the most appropriate manner um, but not dismissed as well Um, it's not something that we should fear raising as a symptom of our condition I've said it so many times, when life has changed beyond your control and in ways you really didn't want it to, when your health is shattered um, and you're going to feel a range of emotions and gaslighting actually, when it comes down to it, only attributes to a further decline in those symptoms. So I would say, please, 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 if you guys can relate to what I'm talking about today, just know that you're not alone. Um, I I find anxiety crippling at times. I can almost feel the adrenaline release actually and how I go into my sympathetic nervous system. Um, Often without reason or warning, um, it can trigger an exacerbation of many of my general symptoms. Um, I do get poor digestion, definitely poor sleep, palpitations, definitely dysregulated breathing, etc. And then then what this does is has an impact on my fatigue because my body is working overtime to just try and regulate what's going on. (laughs) And ironically, one of the things that helps me, to be honest, is being open about how I'm feeling. If I have feelings of anxiety or if I'm feeling low. Um, And I, I will say now, to to my husband especially I feel like I'm in fight or flight at the minute and I'm not I'm not kind of like reacting to whatever situation we're in as I would normally because it it feels intense it feels really intense Uh, and I'm not ashamed I'm not ashamed that this is this is happening um not at all I you know I, I like I said completely happy to let anybody know that that's happening and if anybody wants to to gaslight um you know that this is happening and why it's happening then that's up to them isn't it you know um because as i said i'm understand that the autonomic nervous system dysregulation is a byproduct of my long covid um and parts but it's not the cause and therefore like the multitude of symptoms we experience i do my best to apply uh, symptom management as I said and I suppose you know use strategies to help ease the sympathetic nervous drive and try and get it to go back into parasympathetic nervous um, drive so it's not easy 
Um, it's not easy to actually go from sympathetic nervous drive to parasympathetic. And as I said, whatever the wherever the core factor is, whatever this wherever this has come from, whether it is um, whether it is due to that dysregulation, um, you know, or otherwise, it's still these kind of things that I do to try and manage the the sort of symptoms of can be used by anybody, you know. And it's not always easy, uh, but things I have tried and I use are things like breath work. So I do a lot of box breathing. Um, I do a lot of breath work before bed um, because I find that really does help relax me um, as much as possible. If I, to be to be honest, if if I'm in a moment of feeling that anxiety kick in. I will just take a couple of minutes and just sit quietly and uh, try and, you know, just basically take those breaths, that box breathing, um, because as I said, it's soothing, no matter what, it's soothing, so it's if you're in that heightened anxiety, it's nice to have something that you can do that you know will help you to, to relax a little bit more than um, you were before, at least. So also cold water therapy. Now, anybody that's listened to my pod before will know that is, you know, I champion it. I think it's really useful, but it is not my favorite thing to do because I feel the cold so bad all of the time with my temperature dysregulation (laughs) Um, that it feels like the worst thing to ever do, but it really does help um, with the autonomic nervous system without a doubt. So there are actually stretches for the autonomic nervous system as well, and I'm not um, like a qualified yoga instructor or anything like that. But you know, there's different um, there's different stretches uh, that you can do, and um, they really do actually help. Um, and it, with the vagus nerve, um, which is really helpful. So these um, there's also obviously people either like this don't like this can do this can't do this and in and sometimes in moments of being highly anxious it's not going to be something that you can really sort of lean into but um meditation on a regular basis can be really helpful in preventing those sort of anxiety um anxiety filled or moments um again as i said nothing is perfect it's looking at what's going to actually be helpful for you so sometimes again soothing music but then you might have somebody that just really doesn't like that because they have the sensory uh, issues and and music's not the key thing for them but it's again it's just all these things that you can you can try um i try really hard with my sleep hygiene because i struggle with the sleep um as i said that is an ongoing thing for me um it's not something that i can kind of dip in and out of or anything i do i practice sleep hygiene all of the time um to try and maintain a good quality of sleep where possible because as i said i'm really conscious that it's the rest and digest phase of what we need to do ultimately um i try to avoid overexerting my energy envelope and pacing obviously is the absolute best way to do that and it is the key and again it is not an easy taskmaster to pace many people still struggle to understand what pacing is or how to implement it or find it really difficult to implement pacing into their life because it is 
a, a taskmaster in a sense of you've got to kind of manage everything that you're doing and manage your time um, and the, the key as well is working out what your own energy envelope is and it is very different for everybody um, so it's it's something that's very unique and very individualised to each person but will really support having um, a, a reduced anxiety and living the best quality of life that is possible really I think it's key to note that how we feel our emotions are very very important and should never be made to feel taboo talking itself is a therapy and a very important one actually and I hope that if you are or have struggled with anxiety or depression whatever the source you feel able to access help and support and that you know that you're not alone in this journey and wherever your emotions have manifested from they are relevant and they are important and that it's okay to talk without fear of gaslighting you are important as are your emotional mental and physical health and well-being so that is it from me today it's um my first podcast um on my own since i had a, a little break i hope this has been useful for you guys i always appreciate the feedback that you give me um, and I really would like to know what kind of topics you might want to continue on with on the podcast um, I'm more than happy to go into um, you know lots of different angles um, as you know and it, I, I've got various topics already there but if there's anything that might be helpful I will do my best to cover it um, so thank you very, very much for listening to today's episode. And as I always say, one day at a time for all of us. Um, and please do take care and I will see you on the next podcast. Thanks. Bye. If you are enjoying the podcast, please hit the five star rating and leave a review. It helps the podcast to grow and reach more people. My aim is to help and support as many people as possible. Please continue to DM me your lovely messages and any questions you might have. I always love to hear from you guys. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And why not join my long-term conditions, health and wellbeing page on Facebook. You can also subscribe to my link tree. I will put all of the links for these and any from today's episode in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And as always, please take care.